0: welcome to the pro hockey alumni podcast the voice of hockey legends this is the classic hockey show for classic hockey fans we celebrate the history of the game with stories told by the select few who actually lived it get ready for an all-access pass to the heart of the hockey universe on the draw against Mats Lind. Now Lind a little over-anxious. They drop the puck. Larry Hale shoots. He scores! Larry Hale! Larry Hale scores! Larry
1: Hale scores! They're coming off the bench. They're coming off the bench. And who? Who would have thought Larry Hale? Larry Hale gets his first goal and they all come off the bench. Bill is laughing over at the Apple's bench. Two seconds left in the hockey game, In this place is in the bedlam. Larry Hale scores. The Arrows are going to win it 5-4, to four, and the Jets are dejected. Oh, what a game by the Arrows. Bill Deneen, past Larry Hale, bossier, jumps on top of him. Who would have thought Larry Hale? Here's the announcement. His first of the year. What a time to get it. What a time to get it. They're standing and cheering. I've never seen a more exciting hockey game.
0: Episode 52 of the Pro Hockey Alumni Podcast is a tribute to former Philadelphia Flyers and Houston Aeros defenseman Larry Stoney Hale, who passed away of natural causes in his native British Columbia on September 27, 2019, at the age of 77. Hale was born on October 9, 1941, in Summerland, British Columbia. After a long stint with the Seattle Totems of the Old Western Hockey League, he signed with the Philadelphia Flyers in 1968. Hale played 196 regular season games for the Flyers between 1968-69 and 1971-72. He later played six seasons in the WHA with Gordie Howe and the Houston Aeros where he was a solid force in the blue line helping the Arrows to a pair of Avco Cup championships in 1974 and 1975. In this episode, we'll hear from two of Larry's Houston Aeros teammates, Terry Ruskowski and Morris Lukowicz, who have fond memories of Larry as a player and a teammate. We're back with one of our all time favorite players, previous show guest, and perennial captain Terry Roskowski, and a longtime teammate of Larry Hale. Larry, of course, played with the Arrows through the duration of the franchise, and uh, Terry played uh, all but once. So they were teammates for quite some time. And first, of course, thanks, uh, Terry, for uh, sharing your. Your thoughts on Larry, and I was curious uh, if you could share uh, maybe uh, your reflections on Larry, not only as a, a player but as a as a person type of guy was he?
2: Uh, you know, he was a fun loving guy. he Just he was one of those guys that if his body held up, he could play till he's 105. <laughs> like he he just nothing bothered him. He just went out and played, and the guy was not flashy. He was didn't have great speed but I tell you what, I, the, goalies, the goalies that we have should have paid him half their salary because he blocked as many shots as the goalies made saves on.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I've never seen a guy block as many shots and not hurt him. And he, it was, it was, he's incredible, absolutely incredible. I remember the one time he scored an overtime goal or it was an overtime goal or a goal that was just in the last couple minutes to win hockey game against Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Larry, of course, Larry Lund. He's probably the best face-off man I've ever seen. He won the draw back to Stoney. I don't know why Stoney was on the ice, but Stoney took a slap shot from the blue line, and we could have counted one, two, <laughs> three. And the goalie, I think, must it because it was like a knuckleball. And he scored the goal, and it just went over the goal line to score. Mm-hmm. We all we all told him to have enough volume or velocity to go to the net, just enough to go over the line. <laughs> but um, he, he's just he was just the type of guy that when the game was on the line, Stoney was out because he'd either block a shot or make a really intelligent play to get the puck out of our zone or get the puck to a guy that uh, should be getting the puck.
0: You know, I was talking with Joe Watson a little bit from the days of the of the, uh, of the Flyers. He was talking about Larry B. He was a uh, you. You talked about him being fun loving. Uh, Joe said he was just an interesting guy. Never knew quite what was going to come out of his mouth. How did you uh, remember Larry as, as far as like uh, off the ice in the in the in the dressing room, et cetera?
2: <laughs> like he didn't say much when he was in the dressing room, like between games. He um, he was quiet that way. But um, like at parties, he was kind of just kind of the life of the parties. He, what, he, what he did in different parties was just kind of funny, you know. He'd, he'd always come up with some that something that we'd all laugh at or we talked about for days after. He was that kind of guy. Then he'd like chuckle, you know. After he did, he kind of chuckled to himself and what he did. was kind of crazy, and uh, he was just a fun-loving guy. But he's right; you never knew what Stoney was going to do. <laughs> never knew it. He was um, he was kind of different, but fun-loving different.
0: You and I talked about last time we we talked about the uh, camaraderie on that team. It was such a for you coming in, guys like Larry, John Shallow, Paul Papel, Murray Hall. Larry Lund, Frank Hughes, you could go on and on. Yeah, you talk yeah, a little right. bit about uh, that that group of guys, a lot of them from the Western uh, Western Hockey League, grizzled veterans and uh what 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 type of including Larry, of course, and what type of group was that to jump into as a rookie?
2: Well, it, you're exactly right when you said family. It, it it was a family. And I we talked about this before and I give Gord, or, uh, Foxy, Foxy Bildenmean so much credit because he got the guys that he knew that could play the game that were team guys that weren't individuals, but team guys that could play in a team that could be very successful. And he did that. And as he went on, he got maybe the older guys that weren't quite good enough. He, he, he replaced them with a the younger guy and he just kept on, but he kept the core guys together because as the young guys got a little bit older, they would take the philosophy of the older guys and keep it going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I really have to admire that. And, you know, I told you before, and it was the first time I've ever had this situation to me when they called Rich Preston, myself and Don Larwee in the office Bill He did and said, you're not going to get much ice time, but I want you to learn. I want you to listen. And I want you to play hard when you do get on the ice, but I want you to watch and learn because you're our future. And he was absolutely right. And didn't play very much, but when we played, we played hard and participate as much as we can to win the hockey games. But, um, I, I, he was just a smart man, but he was very family oriented and hockey wise. We're we're a total team. We may have not been the best players, but we we're the best team. Mm-hmm. And Stoney was just like that. I remember when <laughs> we were taking, a, I think, a one or two road trip. When you're in Houston, you, you, nothing was a short trip. Oh, yeah. So we were taking a trip for, you know, one or two, three days or whatever, playing on the road for a couple of games. And and, and Stoney, we called Larry, Larry Hale Stoney. And he used to play practice jokes on everybody a lot of times. So this, I was going to throw a practical joke too. And there was kind of a, a display at the airport and was surrounded by a gate a fence or sort of fence. So I grabbed his bag without knowing it. And I threw it on top of the, of the uh, display. And I thought he knew it where I threw it. Cause now he thought, how am I going to get it? You know, kind of those things. <laughs> but he didn't know. He didn't realize that. I didn't realize he didn't know. So he gets on the plane and he goes, uh, to Roscoe. I said, yeah. So where's my bag? I said, what? <laughs> you didn't get your bag? He said, "No, you took. I saw you took it." But you? I said, "Stony, I threw it up on that on that display. I thought you knew you were trying to get it." He said, "Nope, I, said, I did not. So I had to call it, the I had to call the airport and say, please save the bag that's up there. It's uh, we'll pick it up on the way back.' But Stoney, it didn't really bother. Like he stayed the same clothes for four days. It, <laughs> it, it wasn't it, it was the big factor for him. It was just kind of a funny joke and whatever. And he was." That guy, like I said, he could he could play forever if his body held up. It just – nothing seemed to bother him because mm-hmm. he knew his limitations. He knew his ability, and he played to it all the time. And uh, another situation, they got a young guy in there, Scott, Scott Campbell, and he was a high draft a so good hockey player, young, good hockey player. So who did Foxy play him with? Because he was a little offensive-minded with Stoney. Mm-hmm. and him and Stoney played together and they played very well because they complemented each other. One stayed home and one was up the ice. One stayed home. It was, it was a great situation. And I, and I know that and I talked to Scotty before and Scotty said that was the best thing to ever happened for him because I could always rely on Stoney doing the thing that if I did screwed up, he was always there to back me up and to take the puck and do a proper thing and make a positive play out of it. Incredible. He, he just, he was just a really good guy, not a superstar. Funny, good-looking guy, and you never knew what to expect from Stony. And <laughs> that's the part that made him kind of unique. Just right. never knew what he could do. We went to a party. It was a party. <laughs> I don't know if I should tell this one or not. Um,
0: <laughs> if you don't, Morris Luka, which will. So you might as well. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, I'll okay, I'll tell it. We were at a, uh, a Halloween party. One of our owners. Um, yeah, it was whole heavy. It's a party and. And, uh, I'll just tell you what, there's more than one part, but I'll tell you the one part that like it's that's so funny. Like all the wives were like together and they were drinking and all that outside the patio and having a couple of cocktails and enjoying themselves at the party. And Stoney got into the, um, he was an Irishman and, uh, or Scotsman. He was a Scotsman and he was doing the little fling, 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 you know, with his feet and this, that, that. And he did a twirl around and, uh, he didn't have any underwear on. And <laughs> all, the, all the wives kind of gasped. And after he realized what was happening, of course, they laughed. <laughs> they laughed at it. Of course, he just took off and started laughing. <laughs> he got it too. But that was that was stony. Like everybody knew that was stony. It was funny. It was, it was just really funny. Everybody else would probably, oh, I can't believe that happened. But no, it's stony. Let's laugh. It's okay. <laughs>
0: Well, you know that's great that we can look back. Uh, it obviously uh, brought a lot of enjoyment to, to you guys, and of course, as you mentioned, yeah. you know, numerous times that whole team, you know to me looking at it from a distance and certainly talking to players subsequently had again had that that strong family uh, bond starting with uh, building in and running right through the team. Right. and of course, uh, exactly. Larry Hale, a big part of that. He was always as a fan, he was a a type of guy you could overlook. But as a yep. teammate, you'd, you'd really appreciate him. And now uh,
2: I think you, you know, are head, uh, right on the nose. It's exactly right. You you probably would notice him if you were just a first time or tw- and if you were a fan and didn't notice him a whole lot. But you looked at the game sheet and you said, oh, man, he blocked so many shots and he's a plus two or plus three every game because of his defensive positioning. You'd nail it. you nail it right on the head, my friend.
0: Well, again, uh, Terry, we appreciate your time, and I know the family does as well as will um, as they'll be listening to this as well. So, uh, Terry, again, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts on Larry Hale. And it's awesome. We, uh, it's awesome.
2: It, 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 before you leave, it's you, you know what's incredible that we, as players, we've been texting each other all morning about the situation and about what you know what he meant to us, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a tribute to him because he was a team guy and he meant a lot to us.
0: Absolutely, and that's a lot coming from you as well. So, Terry, thanks so much, and we look My forward pleasure. to talking to you again.
2: Always a pleasure. Thank you very much for including me. In
0: 1976, rookie Morris Lukowich joined the Houston Arrows, and the veteran Larry Hale was assigned to be his mentor. Luke appreciated Larry's steady on-ice play and treasured the friendship that developed off the ice. Well,
1: Larry was... Uh First of all, he was a stay-at-home defensive defenseman who uh, block shots, killed penalties. He'd get the puck up to uh, forwards like myself and just kick off with it and get rolling. I, uh, he had a slap shot that wouldn't break a pane of glass. Mm-hmm. And uh, yet he, uh, he could move the puck in the offense zone sometimes to the open man to create scoring opportunities. Off the ice, he was uh, somewhat of a say a philosopher and uh i really loved hanging around with him we became uh tennis playing buddies and as a as a rookie i guess we're looking for somebody to hang out with and uh, so he and i spent quite a bit of time on the tennis court and uh, somehow he'd always bring it back to hockey he'd relate different things back to hockey so um yeah off the ice just a very good teammate
0: in a little known WHA tale Morris reveals the circumstances of Larry Hale's final shift as a big league hockey player
1: yeah and it wasn't so much a shift it was a short skate and uh, of about uh, 10 to 15 feet and uh, what happened was because we had had some good young defensemen come in like Scott Campbell and uh, John Hughes that Larry wasn't getting very much ice time at all like almost none. and um, there was one time uh, where Bill actually called to go kill a penalty and he went out and killed the penalty and he actually didn't have his uh, skates done and then, but he blocked a whole bunch of shots and uh, I remember he was out there with Rich Preston I think uh, John Shella, and they were two men short that, and if they uh they killed this penalty and he actually didn't even have a skate done so <laughs> I guess it went in. so there was this one time where then again uh he had been, he wasn't playing at all sitting at the end of the bench and uh, which I think he really disliked and uh coach uh, Bill Daneen uh his, his nickname was Foxy, he said uh and Larry Hale's nickname was Stoney. He said, Stoney, get out there and kill this penalty. And uh, Stoney didn't move. And then he said, uh, Stoney, come on, get out there. And uh, Larry yelled back, he said, Foxy. He said, you know, I don't even have my skates done that. And it really went quiet. I remember Terry Coast keep sitting on my right. And we were kind of like, Wow. It went quiet for about 10 seconds, and then uh, Coach Bill Bildene said, well, if you don't even have your skates set up, then maybe you shouldn't be on the bench. They went really quiet again for about 10 seconds. And then uh, Larry said, Foxy, you're right. Then he got up and he climbed over the boards, and uh, he went just skated about 15 feet to the left, and there was a door that could be opened up where we left the ice uh, back to the dressing room and he tapped on the door and they they opened up uh, the door and he skated through and uh, that was the last time on the ice as a professional so he actually retired during a game and, uh, he's the only he's the only teammate that I can remember that actually was like was was finished during a game. We came into the dressing room after the game, and there was his jersey hung up nicely
2: mm-hmm. in
1: his stall. And that was uh, that was the last time I ever saw him that year.
0: Luke saw Larry Hale one more time later in life, and it gave him an opportunity to thank the man who had made such an impact on his early career development.
1: I only saw Larry one time after that, and it was uh, in Penticton. And uh he and Larry Lund uh well Larry Lund had started the Okanagan hockey school and then uh uh Larry Hale had bought in for a few years mm-hmm. and uh so we were playing a uh a midsummer hockey game and I got invited down to do a little bit of coaching and then also playing the game and uh so I got to see him and um uh, we're on the ice again for a little bit and really he, he hadn't changed he was still somewhat philosophical and uh, smiling and, and really he was, he was more interested in me than he was in himself Like he just was really good at asking questions mm-hmm. he was very interested in finding out what was going on and uh, so I'm really glad that I got to see him again I remember I told him thanks for all the good work he had done with me and uh, that, was, that was the last time I ever saw. Well, you're welcome, You know one thing about Larry Hale is, and I mentioned this to Larry Lund is, I'm unable to ever remember being upset with him. He always, when he showed up, even though he wasn't the most skilled guy, he always gave 100. Mm-hmm. percent And he stuck his nose in there, and he did what he did to get the puck up to the fore. And he went down, and he blocked shots, and he did what he could to tie guys up in front of the net. And, like he did what he could to get the job done, and he and he he showed up, and and when he was playing, like he was he was engaged. And uh, you know and There are certain times in life, like I was saying, is that in life we sometimes take a look. You know, like we were in a foxhole in a back. Who would we want on our side? Who would we want on our right side? Who would we uh, want on our left side? Just like the the Spartans. And and Larry Hale is a man that I know. I could trust him to be on one of those sides because he just simply get the job done. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I think that's, that's just the way I'd like to finish this.
0: Thank you for listening to this Tribute to Larry Hale. Larry is remembered as a solid pro and excellent teammate with a unique and entertaining personality. He will be missed. Rest in peace, Larry Hale.